Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We got Kirsty Carls coming on. She's yeah. doing some great things out there in the music world. And we're excited to talk a little bit about her story and about music and just see where this goes. So Kirsty, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Yes. Thank you guys. That was such a warm welcome. I'm so happy to be here and glad we could get this rescheduled and get it still get it going online. I'm really excited to meet you two finally. Yes. About <laughs> <laughs> <Bell> time. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's crazy because um, mm -hmm. this ain't, I think it's like the third time we've had to schedule. Yes, we had scheduling conflicts, but now's a great time. Yeah, and it works out because we're both in Eastern time right now. So exactly. no, no math needs to happen. You say 2 p.m. Eastern, and I'm like right there with you. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's one thing I've learned when I'm scheduling people is, and hey, Eric, um, but that's one thing I've noticed mm -hmm. when, I, when I'm scheduling people is I always put at least like 2 p.m. Eastern slash 1 p.m. Central because even if they're Pacific time, it'll make them think, oh, yeah, I got to figure out that time. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, yes. cause if I, cause I've learned if I just put 2 p.m. Eastern, they see 2 p.m. their time. Yes. Okay. Remember one time when we had the just the phone call in, we had two different guests on there at once. Oh, yeah. I got I got all screwed up because I had Eastern, I had Central time. Huh? Uh, I had two people show up one time in the back office. I took one live because she showed yeah. up first, mm -hmm. and we got we got in the conversation, and come to find out, she was um, not scheduled for a couple of days. Right? She oh. thought it was that day. Well, the person that was scheduled for that time was the other person that I didn't pull in. Yes. We did eventually reschedule the other person. Oh, no. I, I, you know, we were live, so I kind of had to go with it, you know. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the things that, yes. I, that I was saying to myself, I hope they forgive me because I kind of can't stop middle of the show. And then, you know, it was yeah, like, okay, we just go with it and run with this one, even though I, I had zero notes. But we did it and pulled it we off. Did it. Another adventure. Yes. You know, growing, going with it sometimes like with just so much scheduling going on, I really, I, I just realized, Hey, I just realized that we have a show tomorrow and I had a podcast tomorrow. And so mm. I messaged them and I was like, I don't know what happened. Well, how did I misread my calendar? But could we move that podcast? And um, they're, you know, they're cool about it. But I, I really do try to, like, keep things locked down because it really does take a sense of organization with all the scheduling stuff, you know? It does. Yeah, and especially because we, you know, we do five to ten interviews a week. And then we got, I got two different. Yeah. And I'm on another show that I do also specifically yeah. for Nashville. So it's like trying to balance all this. And, and we have a nine-year-old. And, and a, a two-year-old. Two and a nine-year-old. <laughs> so so it it's like crazy, trying to you know? do all this together. And it's like, you know, I know you're. Your other host, Brandon, you know, he has a young child and all that, and he sometimes yes. he can get frustrated. But we've got two of them. We got a two year old. You know, once they start being a toddler, it makes the show a even harder. They can get into everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they want to be, especially when they want to be on camera, we have a specific pit bull that is a toddler. She's four. And she's, yes. every time we go live, she comes pretty much right back here like she uh, be on camera yeah. now like oh, and then she'll sit right in between us and smile and i was like 
So here's the ham bone, you know, like <laughs> which we <laughs> just wait for that. You know, we always yeah. bring our nine-year-old on later in the show to ask uh, one or two questions of each guest, oh, and he's, he, he loves, loves that. that so and our two-year-old, when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you've already got them started. Sounds yep. like. <laughs> so, as we get started here, um, everybody's going through a rough time now. Granted, we're in Georgia, you're in Florida, so we're it's a little less rough than other places. But yes. COVID is COVID. Um, how has COVID affected what you do? And what are some of the things you've done to maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Yeah, you know, right when COVID hit was really uh, me gearing up for like touring and, and touring around releasing singles and doing the whole rollout of the album. So uh, I had a festival dates, I had full band shows and having to watch them all kind of be canceled and then all the work you know that even the shows that we picked up in like january and february of early 2020 uh for the rest of the year watching just everything kind of be shaken up and i was like well what am i supposed to do these are the booking months you know like these are what this is what i do every day is just sit on email in, in february and kind of wrap up the year um so instead i we decided to turned to a lot of online things and we went and I just introduced myself to as many UK brands and Australia brands and oh, wow. we just switched over immediately. So that, that was good. You know, just the music business is always changing and mm -hmm. to just be on like, just kind of flip and be like, okay, where, where do we need to be right, right now? And um, going live so much. I think our first live was right before, uh, it was like March 16th. Oh, wow. Um, Coming up on the year of that. Yeah. Come, it was our, our first like live with the MySet app. And that was an app where people can request songs virtually. And we did a uh, collaboration with them. And so it was like the timing of having that be scheduled and then having that all happen was was very crazy. So we were kind of some of the first artists to really get on the every Thursday live stream kind of thing. You know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January 3rd of 2020. Mm -hmm. And our original plan was 100 interviews first year. And we thought that would be pushing it, to be honest. Wow, that would be a lot. Can and we, and, pull that and we were like, so, so we were going for it. And then COVID happens. And, mm -hmm. and I remember telling Sandy, you know, this may be our shining light here. Because, um, you know, the whole industry had to shut down. Well, people yeah. who are bigger... Um, might might be apt to come on our show now because of that. And it's, mm -hmm, you know, right. and we just started reaching out to everybody. And because of that, we did over 350 or 300 shows last year. Yes. And we've had people like Randy Travis. Um, Sarah, we, we just had Tenille Sarah Towns. Yeah. Well, we, yes. we didn't have Tenille Towns, but we did have Tenille Arts. Yes. Okay, and we're, Arts. we're still, we're we're still working Towns. on Tenille yeah. Towns. But the we other Tenille Arts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Tenille and Tenille. Yes. <laughs> and we had Lee Bryce on. Yeah. Colin Ray. That's, and then we had, the, and, but what's funny is back in um, August was our biggest month of interviews and we did 44 mm -hmm. that one month. And yeah. I remember September come along, a lot of people started getting gigs again. So it was getting harder to book. And I told Sandy, what, okay, I'm used to doing interviews all the time. Yes. How are we going to fill those gaps? And I remember thinking, I wonder if the acting world would, would take us in the way the music world has. And because of that, we've been able to bring on Ed Asner, 
on the show. He was really cool. Oh, he was. Um, oh, yeah. we, we, we brought on like five or ten people from Nickelodeon of shows that our little one watches and loves, and all of a sudden he's got to talk to some of these people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool that they they just – brought you guys on i mean they were like yes let's let's do that uh it has been a really crazy year you know and even the listening room because the bluebird was closed for so long the listening room became the venue in nashville you know and everybody like carly pierce and maddie and tay and then and then us were you know we're playing it and and fighting for gigs so luckily i can say i played the listening room three times this year and uh, that was a big like check off the bucket list uh, kind of show, and uh, I can't wait for the next one. We were talking about some April dates, so I'm just we'll see. And we appreciate that shout out, Eric. Oh, uh, we do. Thank you, Eric. And and um, as you know, a lot of people would ask, "When did you know you wanted to do music?" I always go deeper than that. When did it click that this could actually be a career for you? Hmm. When did it click? I mean, my first official job, you know, instead of just like solos at school, my first job was when I was eight. I worked at a professional dinner theater and they were paying me, you know, like per show, but I was doing like five shows a week. Uh, for three months, each show ran for three months. So I did five shows with them up until wow. I was uh, 13 before I moved away. And that was that was my childhood, like running backstage and going to have a pretty cocktail, you know, in between when I had to be on stage. And um, that was, that's when I knew, I was like, this is so fun. This is not a job. And the fact that I'm getting paid and my parents were smart at the time, they like, put that money away for me for college in the wow. future. Because I didn't need it as an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, they put that money away. And I just always, at six, I had like declared that that's what I wanted to do in school. I was like, I'm going to be a singer. And I wow. just really like every, you know, t- any time I was, I was doing something with performing, whether it was at a festival or dance or or anything i just felt like being on stage was where was what i needed to be doing for sure that is really awesome um so as you know a lot of people they see the glory of like a blake shelton of a miranda of a carrie but they don't see the grind the sacrifice the tears the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level but even a career level within the entertainment and especially music world and i always want to talk about it because nobody really talks about this side of it but our show, I've always said, you know what? We're going to talk about it because I think it's so important. I'm going to tell a quick story that kind of helped guide where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd given up in coming artists. And I'll never forget her answer. She said, this will sound funny coming from someone full-time. But if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything has to change. She goes, you no longer own your life. Everybody owns pieces of your life, whether you like it or not. Your friends and relatives never understand because they, you know, they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're at the beginning, especially the beginning era, you're in that grind mode. You're all in. 
you can't say yes to everything. You have to say no to almost everything unless it's music related or because it's so tough of a career. Then on top of that, she went on to say, your family has to sacrifice. They kind of have to kick you out the door and, and be willing to share you with the world. As much as it may, they may hate that, they still have to do it. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. I think she's so right. Like you, I really do feel like there are certain people out there where music chooses them and it's in their blood. It's in their being. And they, you have to believe it a hundred percent that it, that <clears throat> if you just do the building blocks, you <laughs> will succeed and you got to believe in yourself and uh, without that, and especially without the family support, because there are often times where I do have to tell my cousins, like, even before you announce your wedding, please tell me the date, because I, that's how much in advance, you know, I typically know what I, where I'm at for the year. And so a lot of times I, you know, put that on the calendar secretly before they even announce it. Um, but yeah, you do, I've, I've given a, up a lot, but I think, Every single human being that I've ever met knows me as a musician and as somebody that is pursuing this and just just a passion for it. I think that's a big thing is is my my biggest. Um, yeah. So my my biggest advice for somebody who wants to do music and do music full time is that every day, like touch at least 40 people like you need to tell everybody right. that that is what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. just like as if you opened, I, I often compare it to a flower shop. Mm -hmm. If you open a flower shop, nobody's going to know you opened a flower shop until you nope. tell people or, or exactly. pay for Facebook ads, get yourself out there, you know, um, do promos on the group on like wherever, you know, you think you are just get it, put your branches out so there important. and mm -hmm. ask people for help. You know, this is not, this is not just a one person job. We are competing against people and artists that have 50 people on their team. So really the grind, it, it needs to be there. You need to be on the emails. You need to be constantly setting up the next features, thinking about your next single. Uh, you know, when one of the next shows, you kind of got to do all the jobs and I did, I got advice recently. I'm sorry, I'm really passionate right now, but I got advice recently from someone on the beach and it's one of my aunt's friends. And she was like, listen, if somebody is willing to help you and you you trust them as a person, you trust that they'll represent you appropriately and they're, they're just good people, yeah. mm -hmm. say yes, take the help. And I was like, okay. So if someone at a gig wants to help hand out business cards, you know, and or carry around the tip bucket. Just say and that, that could be their way to actually contribute. Yes, absolutely. I recently met a Gen Z, a young girl here, and she was willing to start talking and help me with the TikTok and oh, well. all these different, you know, levels of editing videos. And I'm just like raven my white flag if you know anything I would yeah. love it. she came over yesterday and just like giving me the lowdown and she was making some videos for me and obviously she's way faster at that than you know i thought i was fast on the phone but they're <laughs> they're on another level and if she's willing to help like i'm i'm so appreciative of that because we're really doing our tiktok thing over here 
And we get where you're coming from because you as hosts, you know, we got the mm-hmm. same dreams y'all do because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the yeah. Kelly at the Kelly Clarkson show. In fact, that's our ultimate goal is to be a TV interview show. I love um, like it. a Kelly Clark, you know, since we do more than music, I mean, we do acting, we do, we, we in fact, we recently had the CEO, uh, our former C- CEO of Chipotle on. That was pretty cool interview. Wow. It was. And, you, you know, guys are off to a start. Let me tell so you. So we're just trying to throw it all together and do what we can. And it's funny when, when you said a while ago that music finds you, chooses you. I really feel like that with our show because I remember when we launched the show January 3rd, um, I remember we interviewed Ashlyn Grace and Ava Page mm-hmm. on that first day. That's right. They were and I'll person. never forget when I got off the show, I told Sandy, this is it. This is what I want to do. I was all in at that point because I, I just knew that this was something I could be passionate about. She loved the show too. It's like, it's finally something, you know, she's always followed me through many different business mazes through the years, many times failed. You know, we've probably done a hundred different business ideas that failed, but we kept trying and kept trying. And I finally found something that we both enjoy. That's and, awesome. I, and, you know, we can't quit. It's been as hard as this is. And that's, you know, people see when we interview you and or just have conversations that we have fun, you have fun. Yes. And many times people think, oh, it's just a fun career. No, it's not. You see 30 to 60 minutes of the show. And that is the And that's the fun part. That you don't see the crying at night, the tears, the struggles, the 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 getting rejected by you know hundreds of emails a a month, trying you know, trying to reach out to bigger and bigger and bigger people, especially in the acting world. And they're like, not now, not now, not this, not this. Or, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Oh, no, we won't. And then it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Of- and we still have our side job at night, too, to keep everything Yeah, going. so then to keep everything afloat, we don't have a career. Like, you know, some people in radio, it's their career and all that. So they don't have to worry about money. We don't have a career. Without this, we just fall apart. You know, so this is, we're all in. And it's, it's one of them crazy things that, you know, we do what we can in the evenings. We deliver food so we can stay afloat. And we do that because that's flexible. So yes, that way we can build the show. Can be but we, we get exactly where an artist is coming we from do. because we're chasing that same crazy dream that y'all are. Awesome. I mean, one, those are two very amazing, like both friends of mine, artists to start off with, to interview. So it just seems like with only doing this a year, which I did not know, you guys are just knocking it out of the park. So I only see bigger and good things for you. And I totally get it. I, I, I would love like Natalie Stovall's job right now to oh, help yeah. Bobby Bones. Like, hello, oh, yeah. she's busy. She's <laughs> busy with amazing. Runaway June. Like, oh, you right. <laughs> yeah. girls open over here. Yeah. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff too. Um, so that's, that's totally fun. And you guys moving to Nashville, that will only exponentially, you know, when you do, because it sounds like that's that's in the yep. future at some point. Oh, it's um, definitely, definitely. It will just pff, go from there. And, 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 you know, the crazy thing is, you know, you never know where life is going to take you. Because, you know, we started the show off as a country music interview show, which then became a music mm-hmm. interview show, which then became an entertainment interview show. So because all of our contacts that we had were in Nashville. So we had a lot of contacts already there anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's where we started. And it's evolved through this year. And all of a sudden now we've got great contacts, of course, in Nashville, but we also got great contacts in LA and New York. I never would imagine that. 
that's that's the cool part about things like this like the fact that people in even australia listen to my music that's that's like crazy that's 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 cool. Cool. that is awesome no i've i've now had like three interviews and features over in australia and i just oh, wow. keep sending oh. them over to yeah. uh, one of my like you know my fans over there and i'm like listen look at another feature and i'm like how does this happen this is so cool so tell us a few moments when you look back on your career so far, since we talked about the grind side, I mm -hmm. think we hit that hard and I, and I always want to hit that hard. Um, let's talk about a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. I mean, I, the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was uh, being able, the first time I recorded in Nashville was when I was 15 and then actually uh, again at 16, no, sorry, 16 and again at 17, I got selected in a group to be able to do a free like full production down at J Studio on Music Row. And I thought that was, that was so cool to be able to be in the studio and see these players hear a song and then go put a song that I wrote and go and put it together. And um, that, that was just, so much fun i love i think it's so cool every time you you get to write a song and then and then bring it to life i mean and and be able to perform it on stage i've i've opened for some some pretty cool people in the business um including thomas rett and brothers oh, wow. osborne um oh, wow. i remember when i met jamie o'neill and i was just like oh you you were my <laughs> idol um little big town uh, like a lot, like Shenandoah, they were super friendly, super nice. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've I've been able to see a lot of places through music, and to me, that's that's the ultimate goal is just to be able to keep traveling and having those experiences all because of music and have music take me to different places. So um, even being like going out to Branson, Missouri, and being a guest on the Spotlight Kids Theater yeah. for a week when I was like 10 years old. I mean, I, at the time they like had fit me, you know, they gave me outfits that, that fit me. And I, I, that was my job for the week <clears throat> was to do the shows and sign autographs afterwards. And I, I just uh, really appreciated all the different experiences that I've had through music. That is awesome. Now, you know, a lot of people, they see you, the artist, but they don't see the teams behind the artist. And mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, they don't get the love they deserve. No. So I always want to make sure on our show, they always get the love that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yes. Okay. So this one right here, she is my CFO. Uh, <laughs> that is my mom, Lori Krause. And um, she is, yeah, she's a finance person. So she really just puts um, everything, like keeps everything organized, does my taxes. I send her a breakdown. I send her what we made, um, all that good stuff. So she she helps me with all that. And then also is helping me just put things in spreadsheets. So as I see festivals, as I see opportunities, I'm like, get that in there. So when I go through it, I can be like, bam, 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 and whip out emails. Then I have uh, Jesse Lopez, who's also a country rock artist, and he is the CTO. So he's the mm -hmm. technical mm -hmm. officer. You know, you saw me consulting with him right before we went 
you know, live. I was like, why is this working? Help me. Um, he yeah. also plays guitar and I have the equipment and he does, he's an audio engineer out of the LA film school. So he mm -hmm. dials everything in at, at live shows as well. And uh, yeah, looks into research and development. Then we have our booking agent. Um, I just brought on a booking agent in October who also is our manager and Rob Struck. He's from the Talent Buyers Network originally and uh, now went off and has his own business. We're actually going to go see him middle of March in person again. He was just down here with us in Florida. And we just have people that we hire for PR, like Lindsay helped me out with the Thirsty. We love Lindsay. Um, oh, yes, she's from great. Lit Nashville. She's yes. wonderful. When we met for brunch, we just like hit it off. And uh, so I was like, yeah, can you help me? She's accomplished that? a lot in her time, too. So much, so much. And she deserves it because she's that kind of people, like good people, you know? Um, otherwise, yeah, we are a videographer and um, looking for my next social media content person to help me with all that stuff just because cool. it's, it's always a never-ending <laughs> job. But yeah, yeah, so we're small, but we're mighty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I, the way I always feel is I don't care if you got a team of one or a team of three hundred, like Justin Bieber says he has. A team is a team, you know. That's that's what yes. matters. Oh, Brandon chimed in. And, and you know, and speaking of teams, we have a third co-host that um, comes on our show. We do. Yes, get his name's Christopher. I will go get him. He's going to ask a couple questions, and then yes. our, our two-year-old, when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. I love it. Thank you so much for saying that, Brandon. I was just talking about you earlier, talking about how awesome you guys are doing at the Backstage Pass, and I'm just happy to be a part of that team, and that's a new opportunity for me this year to be able to host with the Backstage Pass. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. Hi, Christy. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is chili, actually. Have you had some chili? Uh... I can't do it too spicy, but that's my like all time. Well, he loves spicy. Oh, he, he do? can handle spicy. Yeah. I used to could handle as spicy as you get, but because yeah. I, by age and all, I kind of can't do that no more. So he'll, yeah. he can take over my range. Yeah, he can <laughs> handle it. <laughs> I love it. What's that's another really question for me? Well, his favorite food, too, real quick is oh, yeah, what's your favorite food? Pizza. 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 <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, you know, I kind of joke that we need to get like Little Caesars Pizza to sponsor us because that way he can say when you, when people ask, well, what's your favorite food? Oh, Little Caesars Pizza. Little Caesars, yeah. And it wouldn't be them. lying because we usually buy Little Caesars. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> and you got one more question, right? Yes. What's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Right now, I'm watching White Collar and I'm on like season five. So I still have a whole nother season to go um because there's six so it's just like a 20 minute 30 minute thing about detectives and i find I, that really interesting yeah mm -hmm. hey ryan what's your hey, favorite yeah. tv show mine is spongebob spongebob square pants spongebob square pants spongebob square pants <laughs> that's it right yeah and patrick I like Patrick on SpongeBob. He's that's his really favorite. Fun. His favorite. Yeah, his favorite favorite. Patrick. Yes. Yeah. And, and what's been cool about 
our show because we bring actors on too, and he's big in the, all the Nickelodeon shows. We've been able to bring on a lot of people from Nickelodeon onto our show, and so he's so been getting, cool. so he's been able to talk to people that he loves to see on TV. Which is insane. Which is insane. I have this favorite comedian, and I messaged him on Instagram, and he like replied back to me, and I was so excited. <laughs> His name is Charlie Barron, and he's originally from my home state. But yeah, yeah, it's really cool when you get to talk to him. And, and you know what's been funny is Sandy and I were just talking about little Chris the other day. We're like, you know, you know, most kids, they would love to be able to talk to their favorite people on TV or they hear on the radio. And that's just normal to him. Yeah, you're making it a reality. Like, he's like can I talk to them? Bring them on the show. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> yeah, he loves that, that part. <laughs> So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, what? Well, Emily Wiseman is my, like, right now on the list of somebody I want to write with and I keep putting it out there. Um, she writes a lot about just female empowerment kind of stuff, like uh, overcoming insecurities. That's kind of her, like main subject line and i feel like my sub my main subject line is it's kind of inspirational like do what you want with your life and then it's also a fear of commitment so we'll probably come together in the the fear of commitment bubble and write about that <laughs> hey thanks brian <laughs> you know um let's flip the script a little bit here um i know that you're one of the co-hosts with brandon how did that happen so I met Brandon pretty early on when he had started the Backstage Pass. And I I don't know like how many artists it was till like probably like 20 be before I came on. Uh, oh, but wow. he said he always remembered like how easy it was to be able to talk to each other when we were interviewing. And, yeah. um, and, and just the energy and stuff. And he always has this question where I don't know if he really, he doesn't do it in every interview now, but he'll have a question where like, if you weren't full-time with music, what would be your other career? And I told him, I was like, you know, I always knew I wanted to sing. And then I always knew I wanted to just talk to people for a living. That's why I went and got a business degree. And I was like, I got this, you know, I'm going to go talk to people. And so I said that to him and I was like, so even if it was like hosting stuff or, you know, when I was little, I used to have this little like, I told him I used to have this little thing where I I push play and have a microphone that recorded on a cassette tape, and I'd be like, "Hello, folks," and then I would like interview my aunt, and yeah. um, I think the next time we interviewed, when I when he asked me that question again, and when I said something, he was like, "You know, I was already thinking about something before we got on this interview." He's like, "Text me afterwards," and then we got on the phone, and he was like, "What do you think about this?" I was like, I love it. That's new to me because the only experience I had thus far was with Streamfest. And Streamfest was something we put together and started in April where we have 10 artists and we kind of just be like, here's what's going on. Here's what we're raising money for. It's a fundraiser. And then we bring artists yeah. on to perform. Um, yeah. But so I've never been in like the interview role. So this is a whole new world to uh you know kind of like the next level to step into so i was really excited yeah. about the opportunity 
And, and you know, who would have thought that we'd have things like Zoom and StreamYard and all that mm. to do all this? And what's funny is I'm actually wearing a StreamYard shirt. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, they sent me some shirts and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you stream yeah. for everything too. It's kind of like, it's, it's the best. I, I think it is. Yeah. We love it. We definitely love it. Um, so there's probably a thousand answers to this question, but if, but just think of the first one that pops in your head, but if, you know, what's a song you've heard out there that you wish you wrote? Ooh. Um, I don't want to say Emily Wiseman again, so I'm going to try to <laughs> switch it up because her song with Lauren Elena was was good. I would I say being funny to you. What? Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> actually, not, not right right. <laughs> um, I really there's so many songs. Like honestly, this is this is how you could tell that I just like I listen to music literally all day long. Um, the latest song that really was really beautiful to me and, and very simple was Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. And I just, oh, that's it, good. it has this simplistic lyrics, which normally I, I am more complicated in, in like the lyrics and, and adding more chords, but it, it has a beautiful simplicity about it. And um, yeah, I so yeah. to the, in 2015, um, we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us six years ago was within five years, she was living oh, that. I mean, almost to the T of what she told us then. She is almost identical. Yes, I like already have goosebumps before <laughs> you've even like done with your questions. Yeah. <laughs> But she just yeah. knew where she was going. She Nobody did. was going to mm-hmm. stop her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I want to be running my own label. And um, I want to be nominated for New Country Artist of the Year and be playing at the Opry a bunch of times, like whenever they'll have me. Um, already named next one in the country, so that would be in the past in five years. And uh yeah, yeah, writing songs with anyone in the business, being able to write with whoever I want. I love that. Now right let's look answer. even deeper than that. Let's go 15, 10 to 15 years down the road. And let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Ooh. Um, just, I would say, I often try to, like, every year I go up north to rural Wisconsin, and my grandparents up there are the ones that, like, ground me the most. They're, like, the smallest people that always complain about how many cars are in Rhinelander now. And um, the way that they tell their stories, and they have about, you know, 15 stories that they that they tell, and I think anybody who lives in a small town, Wisconsin, they're just, they're just happy to tell stories. And I feel like that's ingrained in me is just to be, be nice with people and, and tell stories and be so happy to just tell a story about something so simple. Um, but I, I always want to keep that. So um, I just, I just think it's really important to be kind to everybody. And even when you're having a bad day, uh, try not to take it out on the people closest to you. 
because I'm bad at that. <laughs> Sandy's got a few questions. Yes. So how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Okay. It's modern country with a mixture of like block, I'm sorry, rock, blues, <laughs> and funk. Uh, my first two influences were really Amy Grant and Gloria Stefan. So it kind of has a little bit element of that. And then I've been told that it's a mixture of like a happy Stevie Nicks vibe. Awesome. Really my own sound. Yeah. Yes. Right. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Well, right now I'm planning for Key West and I've never oh. been there. And it's way like to drive there is insane. <laughs> insane. Uh, but I'm I'm also looking, I've never been to, to Europe. So just looking forward to be able to put a tour together for that. And then um, Australia, those are like the places that I'm really keeping the blind, keeping the, keeping the eyes on. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known for? I would like to be known for as somebody that lifts females up and in a broader scale lifts people up to go after, like see how happy I am doing, like going after my dream and just putting my whole heart into it and hopefully inspire people to do just that. Cause it is, it is a path that I feel like a lot of people, especially from my home state don't do and they don't mm -hmm. like follow their, their true passion. It's very easy to get, caught up in what you should do and not mm -hmm. take the risk. Mm -hmm. And that's right. something that I always want to be putting out there and, and hopefully people can take away from is to you just know, we, live it, live it you know, We get that too, because we you know, do. being that we got two kids and all that, we don't have a secure career um, yes. and all that. So of course we get the flag yes. and I've always gotten and the flag. we started a little and later. We started life. later in life, you know, we started a new career in our forties with this. Yes. You know, don't pay us yet. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so of course you can get some flack on that and people don't understand. And, you know, we've, we've met a lot of people through this and, we, and they all have almost similar stories where people just don't understand the creative person's life and that's the sad part is you know there are parents out there that's got great kids and they want them to be a doctor a lawyer nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. if it's what they want to be because I've, I've got friends of mine that they're say 15 years in their career and they're miserable and you sit down with them and you start talking and, I, and I've literally done this with people that I know in the past where you're you ask them you know what's wrong you know you've got this great family you got this great lifestyle because they're making big money you got this great um career and a lot of times some of them will stop you and say whoa 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 the career is the problem like what do you mean oh. the career career is the problem mm -hmm. you've been six years to college for this career and mm -hmm. the sad part is the next phrase that they usually say i didn't do it for me everybody said what i wanted couldn't work that for you security or, or money that you need to secure and go this way and now they're they're drinking their life away they're miserable and they just and, and 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 a lot of times sometimes as parents as teachers as guidance counselors as friends you know and all of that has an influence on people and i just want to bring people on here that's doing something that like you said very few people are doing so that other people can say you know what i can too 
Yeah, and really, uh, you just, you believe in a lot of times you don't know what all the steps are or, or anything, but if you, if you put your, if you can picture it and you're like, now I just, I just got to start living my life like I already have it, all the building blocks and the opportunities and the path will just kind of come in front of you and you'll, it, as you go, it will come. And a lot of people are like, that, nah. That doesn't happen. It does happen. Like it's, it happens to so many. But you can't so quit. You can't quit. You can't that, quit. That, that's the biggest thing. And I remember seeing a meme not long ago where you had these two th people digging. And one is like right the edge of the breaking through the thing. And he gives up. And the other one's still mm -hmm. digging. And it, and and, I, and I, that's just, and like with what you do, I think a perfect analogy is that, you know, like you said earlier, you're competing with a lot of people who, are, who want the same dream as you. Mm -hmm. But you but in reality, because so many people quit, you just got to outlast them. Like I remember this little bear story of, you know, um, uh, two guys are in the woods and a bear comes up. And the one guy jumps down on the ground and starts tying his shoes tight. And the other guy's like, you can't, why are you tying your shoe? Why are you putting your shoes on? You can't outrun that bear. He's like, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That is, that's exactly right. And I feel like, I guess a lot of people are afraid to ask. That's, that's one of the things, you know, my manager uh, was really putting it out there is he said, don't be afraid to ask what, what you want and um if you don't think you're you're there to have that just ask them and then be like okay what what do i need to to do that you know like um it's just i think people are afraid to put themselves out there and even even just ask what how someone got to where they are or, you know putting just keep telling everybody i think that's a big thing it's just keep getting if you don't ask the answer is always no Right. right. I've been in sales all my life and it's like um, no matter what, you know, just like with the people that we've brought on this show, all people can say is no. So I've right. reached out to I mean, I've even reached out to um, the highest levels like Brad Pitt and people like him. Oh, yeah. And all they could do. And you know what's funny? I can't say Google. I've got a couple people that their team has told me in a few months they might put them on our show and they've got mid and there's some of the biggest influencers out there. So we're excited. So hopefully the team will remember us when I re email them back in a couple months. So, Hey, remember me. <laughs> Just keep the same email chain. I never delete emails. I go back and forth with the same emails. Where, okay. But again, it's one of them things that, you know, like with you and us, we were in that same thing. You just got to keep going and keep going. Most Still people give up mm -hmm. and, and quit and it's rough. It's tough. But you know what? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody would be a success. And if Absolutely. everybody was a success, then everybody would be a broke success. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And really with sales, like I have a background in sales. It's just the amount of, you know, you reach, like say you reached out a thousand people, then 10% comes back. But that 10%, by the time you, you know, in order to get it booked or in order to get it, you have to touch them at least five to seven times. It needs to be, you know, not, not one or two times you ask and then you don't hear anything. Like you need to follow it through and, and see it through. And I think a lot of people don't realize the value in that is staying on top of things and being persistent and mm -hmm. obviously not being annoying where you're asking every day, but 
but there's there's ways to to ask and be persistent and so you'll get brad paisley eventually <laughs> and, 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 and you know it's you know one thing i've learned too is you just got to keep that grind and you and because you know if it was easy or if you were and you got to be happy in the journey because oh, because i think the problem that some people have is they get miserable all the time and then if they do ever make that so-called designation they're going to be miserable there too it's like you know what we enjoy this we know the money's going to come we know the brand's going to get bigger um we just, but we enjoy this. We, we want to do, do this. We I wake it. up in the morning and I always tell Sandy, I wonder how we can take our show to the next level. Every day we're right. thinking of ways that we can do something more. And I think that that's what you got to do. And, and you know what? I don't want, you know, I remember watching the show, the movie Soul Surfer. And I remember after the shark attack that she made a comment. Um, somebody was talking about um, an issue and she said, um, I'm not looking for easy. I'm looking for possible. There. And that's what we're doing. We're not looking for easy. We know this ain't easy. I mean, there's thousands of people trying to do shows. We're just looking for possible. Yes. And I, I remember reading, is either an, an article or a book, but it was saying that this guy wanted this house, this beautiful house. And he's like, I don't have the money to have, you know, a house in Puerto Rico right now. But um, what, what can I do now? And he's like, well, I have enough money to go make the blueprints. So I'm going to make oh, wow. the blueprints of my dream home because oh, I can wow. pay for that yeah. and I can get that done. And it's just like, what can you do now? Like, what that's is in your power to get closer? And that's, that's just all you can do. Yeah. Love that. So as we come to a close here, um, I always have to end with an advice thing and, and think of this as non COVID just pretend COVID don't exist. Yes. But let's say you had a friend of yours, you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. Let's say, that, you know, like Simon Cowell says that it factor. Um, they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows that are still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but man, they've gotten on stage. They get what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. And they know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I'm called to do this. I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? I mean, immediately what came to mind is start reaching out to the talent agencies, the booking agencies, even the small fish in the states that they want to focus on. Pick some pick the states that they want to focus on and then find those house concerts and then find the booking that the talent agencies and reach out to them. Just start reaching out, say you're available. You can bring a PA or, or whatever, whatever you have. And this is what your acts can be and help put me on stage and just ask and start those conversations and really just start knocking down the doors to get on stage in different places. I think a lot of artists stay in the same place, but it's, it's really important to kind of pick a variety of states, maybe five states, and then start, start in that little city and just keep expanding, just like Luke Bryan did in Florida. And, um, you know, we're following, we're now we're in Florida. This is our third time in Florida. And we had 21 dates down here, but it didn't start off that way the first time we came in May. So uh, it's just fun. Uh, so much fun to be able to focus on states, meet people and let the word of mouth and let those people come out to shows now singing 
your songs to you, requesting your originals, like all, all that good things. I would say start there. So, you know, we definitely loved having you on. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Uh, I really am pretty active. So I, I love the Facebook messenger. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, all of those platforms under Kirsty Krause, which is a little bit tricky. The Krause, same last name is there. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, under Kirsty Krause, um, I was named Kirsty actually by Kirsty Alley. Or oh, wow. um, you can think of it like when I heard your name in the Kirstie. past, that was first person I thought of. Was yes, Kirstie Kirstie. so yep. that's yes. funny. That's <laughs> what I was named after. Uh, wow. Really, yeah. Otherwise, just go to kirstiekraus.com and sign up for the mailing list, and you get all of the goods every time I release a single or a music video. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show we today. Did. We look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, this was so fun. I love your guys's positivity. I love that we can match that. And it seems like a lot of people, you know, just really enjoyed us being able to talk about staying focused and staying on your path. And that was really fun to be able to do that. That's today. kind of what we want to do is, you know, I don't want, you know, as you see, we didn't really talk about music much. I don't want a music show. I want an in-depth person show conversation. Yes. Stories, Absolutely. conversation. And I believe we could accomplish that today. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. I love that I was able to be able to come on and talk with you today. Thank you for having me. Uh, oh, thank you, you so much day. for your time. Everyone, thanks for tuning in.